There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to the Star Power Podcast on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss Stargirl on the DC Universe streaming service and CW channel. I'm Dave. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 8 of Season 1 of Stargirl. There is news, everyone. July 6, 2020, Burbank, California, also known as beautiful downtown Burbank, for those who remember. That would be just me and Steve, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) The CW Network today announced it has renewed new series, DC's Stargirl, for a second season. The CW will become the exclusive in-season home to the breakout superhero hit next season airing on the CW television network and streaming the next day on the CW's free ad-supported streaming platforms. So that's good. Yes, it is. More access to the average fan. I mean, the devoted fans will tune in online and on DC's universe, but it gets to be a pain. People want to see it. And some people are talking about it for a couple of days, and the rest are just waiting for it to show up in the CW network. So this is probably better. probably means a better income stream, too, I would think. I certainly would think so as well. I wonder if there was some secret power play in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Things you find about a few months later. It's just curious that the ratings for it, from what I've seen so far, are very similar to what you see on a lot of the sci-fi shows. Point one to a point three, and Mm. adults eighteen to forty-nine, and I mean that's gold for CW, but. (laughs) <laughs> sci-fi says no i will cancel you if you can't yeah that. it's just like yeah i always look at it imdb check out the cast see if there's anything to learn and this particular episode got rated an 8.3 nice. on uh, imdb i know and it's also gone up in popularity too and i saw it last week in a popular area it spiked down i'm like oh yeah. now it's up it's up again so whatever <laughs> well you have to admit the Reveal of Cindy being Shiv should have gotten a lot more people enjoying the series so far. Yeah, series really should introduce some hooks to keep you, to introduce you or bring new people on and to keep the original viewers to stick with it. You got, got to give the crowd something. <laughs> How many episodes this year? 13? Yep, 13. Okay. We just finished. Which episode one was eight, so. Eight. Yikes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Things got to heat up. If we're going to get anything uh, resolved, and maybe we'll just get the teams resolved by the end of the season. Yeah, both teams resolved and at each other's throats. I would like to see an old character return from the JSA. I mean, it was it was hinted at. Yeah. The Green Lantern sparking and a few other things. Plus one of the old baddies, too. That would be nice. Whomever. <laughs> anyway, episode eight, which is Shiv Part 2. After Courtney gets herself into some trouble following an unexpected confrontation, Pat decides they need to come clean to Barbara. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cindy takes heat from her father after a plan to take matters into her own hands goes awry. Finally, Yolanda, Beth, and Rick lead an investigation into one of their own classmates. 
Geary McLeod directed the episode and it was written by Paula Sevenbergen. Yeah, we opened the episode with a lot of daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. Because, of course, Pat's got to come up with some kind of uh, reasonable explanation as to why Courtney's in the hospital. So, bye-bye Buick as he yeah. T-bones it into a street lamp. It's just a measure of what a great guy Pat is. It really is. He's got to do something. So he, he ruins one of his most treasured items. And even Courtney knows that. The Buick? Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> you love that car. Yeah. That's what made me think. We had an off-air discussion about the car. Used to, the car used to have superpowers or whatever you want to call it. Because in the, in the premiere episode of the pilot, that car could fly. Yeah. That's the only way got away from Grundy. Yeah. But we haven't seen any indication of that this time. And uh, the stripe that we see now is his, his robot suit, even though it has the grill of a car on it, I guess I guess they're not related or we found another Buick. I don't know. We don't know yet. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, Pat definitely calls Barbara and lets her know the news that everybody's all right, but there has been an accident. And, of course, Barbara <laughs> says, I'm coming home. And we get a nice little argument again between pat and courtney about telling her mom the truth yeah she was a little more panicky this time courtney oh yeah you could see it in her face that she was scared to death she almost did the preteen or teen lip curl yeah <laughs> please daddy don't. daddy <laughs> i don't know if her plan i mean wait until tell mom until after the asa has been vanquished how are you gonna keep that a secret in town. Exactly, yes. I know there's people spilling in, into the street already. Most of the stuff's happened at night, thankfully, but boy, it can't last that long. No, it can't. Yes. Words will get out fairly soon, I'm sure. I can't even picture how they would stay in high school. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Everyone hates each other in high school anyway. So that they'll fight at night and go to high school during the day and just bump into each other each other in the hallway. Yeah, just like they did before. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and he was always good at running over Courtney. In, yeah. During, uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Cindy, she gets just about as much of an earful as Courtney did, because Daddy Ito is not a happy camper. <laughs> Daddy Ito. <laughs> <laughs> uh, couldn't call yeah. him Daddy Dearest. <laughs> yeah. Another face-to-face, except we don't get to see his face. But someday, I hope, don't make me take off my hood. Oh, please take off your hood. I'm begging you. <laughs> That's going to be a, a moment to revel in, I'm sure. I hope so. Because <laughs> he's pissed because she took her graduation uniform, so it wasn't her mom's. Yeah. Graduation from yeah. his training or from high school. Yeah. Do we know what grade she's in? Is she a senior? Um. I don't think so. No, yeah. I mean... I, I, didn't, I didn't get that impression she was a senior because we'd see a lot more senior things like the graduation bunting and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, no. They, none of them are driving, so... Yeah. <laughs> they got to be like sophomores. Yeah, I guess so. The oldest, so yeah, they're going to have a couple of years to uh, <laughs> deal with them. <laughs> Destroy the town. <laughs> oh, Cindy seems a little more mature than Courtney. Yeah, Probably, at least in her fighting skill, she is, but. Yeah, and I don't mean just. I'm still not 100% sure. Yeah, not a. Well, she wouldn't do the lip curl. Oh, no. no, I, no she's no, past no. that, that no. point. <laughs> I mean, you've seen how she's treated Bobby, her 
air quotes mother. Oh yeah. <laughs> it seems like they're a grade separated. Like Courtney might be a freshman and either I don't know if this is really a part of the discussion or not, but Cindy no. could be either a sophomore or a junior. I don't know why I'm getting into this. I can't get any of this timeline. They have the strangest timeline in the world on this show. And we saw a little bit of it tonight too. Yeah. Family matters. Because there was some of that, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a good part of the show. It was a nice, creepy action. Jordan went to visit Mr. Riley, who was an executive at a local chemical company that poisoned, uh, ended up poisoning, oh, what was that? It was Bannerman. That was the name of the company, Bannerman. He worked as a, I don't know if it was as a foreman or a waste disposal type of expert or something. He was enough to be able to blow the whistle and know what was going on when they ended up building a school over it. Yeah. I like, uh, I thought it was cool, no pun intended, or maybe it was, <laughs> that Jordan asked Riley if he could whistle. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, the guy's like, what? <laughs> this guy appeared out of nowhere. First, he's arrogant with him, just sitting in his chair, like, try again. But then, uh, of course, the handle on the door is, is frozen solid. He's like, ow. But he see did, he did turn. Burn. You did see the burn on his hand. Yeah. Didn't that scene open with the two of them in the restaurant? Just yeah. to backtrack slightly. Right. Yeah. What do you think? Is he um, Obviously, he's working, Barbara. Although, you didn't see the type of flirting that uh, Bobby gave uh, Pat later on. No. That was funny. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> but sharing a dinner by candlelight or really at a nice restaurant, and he keeps you know, like buttering her up with all the, the talk of what a great job she did. So. Oh, yeah. And he, doesn't, he has no clue who she is or who her daughter is, so... Why lay it on that thick? Got her wedding ring on, so it's not like yeah. he doesn't he doesn't know that she's married. Yeah, yeah, he will. Still, he's the perfect gentleman. Yeah, still, yeah. there's an outside chance he could work this relationship. Oh yeah, because of course, as he walks off, he takes that last second to kind of stop and yes, turn absolutely, and, look, and you kind of uh, you know, mm. what you got in your <laughs> little brain there, icicle. <laughs> so back to the whistle. Riley turns his back. Bad move on a bad guy. And Jordan comes up icicle with his whistle and freezes the guy. I kind of hope when we'd see him like break into ice cubes when he hit the floor. Yeah, he should have. <laughs> I know. Just spend a couple more dollars so we can see him when he hits the floor and break up like an ice tray or something. <laughs> so that was cool. Oops, I said it again. Sorry. Anyway, we can switch back to Mike's redemption. Mike went to visit Court in her bedroom. And how do you think that came off? Was he, was he a little too... Was he genuine? He seemed genuine. He wasn't as bratty as he was before. No, he definitely felt remorseful for what he said. I thought that was going to turn into a bigger moment, you know, the, the competition thing, leave my dad alone and, you know, and drive a wedge in the family. Right. And, and now he's coming around with the, the pizza rolls. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not, you don't have to, we can share the same dad. Wow. Not even stepdad, which is what would be to, to Pat. Yeah. It was very interesting to see that he changed back so quickly but yeah i think because of the accident that probably put the fear of god in him that hey mm. wait a minute i don't want to lose i've got a big sister and i really don't want to lose her right now yeah oh and you know what else i was, I was just thinking listening to you believe it or not <laughs> it paves a way for them to become closer yes and you can't, if you're a little brother, you can't help spying on your siblings. Oh, no. <laughs> Believe me, I know. <laughs> and a little brother. <laughs> yeah. He might feel as though if she's in trouble, I should watch her back. Or even if she's not worried about her or whatever, and he sees something he shouldn't. And, of course, they have to, they'll have to do like a, a pinky swear or something. Please don't tell him. Please don't tell mom. 
Is it okay to tell Pat? Um, what? He knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I kind of expected. Expected yeah. to happen is to him catch both of them and her and his uh, yeah. suit and the staff and like, what's going on here? I wonder why the staff doesn't stay underneath Courtney's bed. I mean, why not at this yeah. point? Yeah. Anyway, Barbara comes home and Pat tries to talk to her. A serious talk. The serious talk for this family. But she wants to go to bed, which is a little shocked. That that's a that's typical TV. Oh my! My daughter was just in a car accident. I'm going to bed. Yeah, you could, didn't you, seem- you could lie down next to her or something. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem like it was such a long drive or a hard trip like she made mm-hmm. it out to be. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, know. yeah. She was out for dinner that night and showed up that night. It wasn't exactly after midnight. I didn't. I should have caught the time on the on the uh, clock tower in the town hall. Darn it! Can't forget the talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before Barb gets home, Pat goes down and yeah, has the talk. Has a staff, staff meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm surprised no one else called it that. Yeah. I call a little staff meeting here. Maybe you'd be better off on Zoom because it didn't seem like the staff was listening to him at all. No, until he left. <laughs> until he left, yeah. Then he glows. I guess he doesn't like Pat that much. Who knows why not? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Pat. Yeah, we don't know. Pat admits that. They didn't always see eye to eye on things, and yeah, yeah, maybe that's why uh, Sylvester said staff needs a new owner or whatever. Not you, of course, to Pat. Right? Yes. <laughs> Pat's like, oh, oh, I'll do it. No, not you. Yeah, the staff doesn't like you anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> maybe that'll change in time, but he did, it should. It did seem to listen because yeah, it did. It did listen, and it was. I wrote down recalcitrant staff yeah. <laughs> later on. Maybe it's real like staff. So we did a lot of switching around in this episode, too. We're going from plot line to plot line. We gave uh, Henry a visit along this time, too. And his powers are really manifestly, and he's getting a lot of pain that's going through his head. I wonder if Dad experienced that much pain. Do you have to learn to, to tame it? I mean, he's always trying to bring it out. And Henry Jr., maybe you should have tried to give him a headache. Right. Try to elicit, not just ask him, how do you feel? What am I thinking? Give him a headache. Yeah. See what happens. <laughs> so he's looking for uh, medication, in, I guess, in his father's office, and he finds the key as his, and the medication. And the, the pill floats, and the key floated too, right? I think so. Yeah. Anyway, I couldn't tell at first if he was directing the key or the key was somewhat, but not quite like the staff, because obviously the key goes to a lock, So and it goes to the globe. Right. doesn't work, and it went to... Yeah, that didn't work. It's, I'm like, come on, Henry Jr. Is this you directing the key, or is the key trying to tell you where he he <laughs> he belongs? Right. I mean, I mean, are you going to try all the locks and keys in the house? I hope not. Fortunately, all the important ones they're looking for happen to be in that office. And no doubt about it, that. And knowing any child, even though he's a teenager now, he probably knows where all the locks are. He just didn't know where the key was. Yeah. Okay. But come to think of our previous argument, he is a letterman. He was wearing a letterman's sweater, right? Yes, absolutely. So he would be, be a, a junior or a senior, right? Yep. Yep. So that would make uh, Cindy at least a junior, perhaps a sophomore. I don't know. That That's a clue. <laughs> yeah. The letterman. Because he, he is a mature young man. Coming, come, come on. Yeah. Probably the oldest out of the bunch. Yeah. Should be anyway. Uh, yeah, I would think he is the oldest out of all of them. Now, of course, don't know for sure what he lettered in because I don't remember seeing football. him. Football, the football. I would think, but I don't remember seeing him yeah. when we saw nope. Artemis. I know she was the quarterback. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I didn't see him on the field either, was he? I don't think so. Oh, no. God. We may I should have looked at that sweater. I know. See what kind of letter he had on there. Is he on the swim team, the golf team, yeah. baseball? He looks like a football player, I yeah, have to say. Exactly. <laughs> I would agree with that, too. People listening now are like, this is the stuff you guys are worried about? <laughs> well, just trying to figure it out. That's right. If you <laughs> know, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Well, instead of squeezing your, your earbuds out of your ears. <laughs> so anyway, he opens up the secret closet. Thank you, Key. And Brainwave's uniform, which is kind of a loser uniform. I don't like it. It looks right. silly. Yeah. It definitely <laughs> is a, a 40-ish looking uh, type. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, even the Dragon King's uniform, if you want to call it that, that could be creepy in no matter what era you put it in. It's right. timeless. Yeah. It's timeless. <laughs> but there's a whole bunch of VHS tapes. Like, that's weird. Yes, it is. And they all have dates on them. It's like day seven, day eight. So apparently... I don't know, he's keeping all this for the Dragon King or he's watching his son for results. And it's like he's experimenting or maybe it was himself at VHS. What was that, 90s? Yep. So what was he? See, here I go, Detective Dave again. What was so interesting in the 90s for him, aside from the Stargirl and Stripe comic? We'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good question. You know, Mm. at first I thought maybe it was him testing himself, trying to kind of follow him how his abilities have grown over the years, but I thought, well, surely he didn't VHS his taking people out, so. Yeah. <laughs> Back then. And uh, you wouldn't VHS his like, son either, yeah, because it's 2020, and that would make, if he was born in 2000, he'd make him 20 and a little old for high school, so. Right. I don't so know. Who knows what's on that? Yep. Everybody tapes. put your earbuds in and write down where you, where you think these VHS tapes are about. So, a little Keystone cop, Steve? Well, he did find the letter from oh, yeah. Edo revealing that Cindy was just watching him. If he was a little more callow, he might have taken that letter and just crushed it in his fist. My girlfriend is fake. Right. That would have been a TV trope. Yes. But he didn't. He nope. didn't. He's just like, huh? Yeah. He's like, huh. I wasn't that into her anyway. <laughs> yeah, really? I don't like her that much anyway. Cruella DeVille. <laughs> but yeah. We definitely got some Keystone Cops here because... Of course, back in the garage, Rick, Beth, and Yolanda are determined to do some recon during their teammates' incapitation. And Especially Rick. He's ready to Hulk smash everything. Yeah. Just tear yeah. Cindy's house down. And yeah, we know he's a hothead. We don't need to know he's a hothead a little further. No. Still. But fortunately, Beth, who did something we weren't expecting, she stands up to him. And basically puts him in his place. Yeah. Damn, girl, you go. You know you're angry. (laughs) He just called him out on whatever his his, uh, vulnerability is. Exactly. Insecurity. Boom. And so they have their plan and trying to find out how Cindy is involved in all of this. Yeah, she's so goofy with those goggles. (laughs) She always gives that silly grin and she like ticks the corner of of the goggles and gives that odd smile. She's so excited. I mean, the rest of them aren't quite as crazy excited as they used to be, but she is. And, of course, Pat shows up just in the <laughs> nick of time. To what was he doing there? <laughs> Beth at right? Cindy's door and runs up there to... I know. Those two, Yolanda and Rick, are uh, sitting there. And Pat says, steps up behind them. And they're like, oh, what are you doing here? Pat! Yeah, they both call him Pat. Pat, what are you doing here? <laughs> of course, as soon as he gets there... 
Doors open by Bobby Berman. Yeah. She is a little human after all. We'll get to that or too. Or is she? <laughs> or is she? Well. Uh, didn't register on the goggles. Yeah, that's right. Unknown. Uh, uh, so weird. Unknown. Uh, but they, you refer to the Keystone Cut. It was slapstick. Oh, those it, two. it was great. Uh, trying to fake each other's story like they much, and they're always getting their, their streams crossed, never cross the stream, and they can't even get their story right together. Well, and My, you've seen Pat and Courtney do that as well. Yeah. These guys definitely need to practice and rehearse. Yes. <laughs> they need boot camp just yeah, you know, yeah. take three months and get it together here. Not going to happen. No. <laughs> of course, Beth puts the goggles <laughs> on. Chuck just doesn't get anything on her. So, of course, she wants water and immediately has to go to the bathroom. Went right through me. <laughs> yeah, these, do that? <laughs> these are new pair. That was like, I don't know. I don't think I blush, but she goes, yeah, went right through me. These are new pants, you know, girls. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. You know, yeah, too much information. <laughs> well, Bobby got it. Yep. Or did she? <laughs> I guess. Who knows? It's hard to read her. Yes. I can't even read her with goggles. No. And so Pat gets to entertain apparently thirsty Bobby <laughs> while Bess sneaks down into the tunnels. Yeah. Cool. After getting the access to the keypad. Thanks to the good old Doc. Oh, yeah, the keypad. That was my uh, Easter egg. Yes, it was. Still saving for the end. I was bring it up now. It came up in 1999. I'm like, okay, what's 1999? That's the first issue of Star and, and Stripe, where Stargirl was introduced. Nice. Stargirl and Stripe, 1999. A little Easter egg. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Very yep. much. And, of course, once she gets a step or two down there, communication goes. Yeah, exciting. <laughs> it's like cell phones never work anywhere. Exactly. And goes down this long hall, and before she gets to the end of it, she hears a growl and turns and goes, oh, hell no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that was funny. But, of course, that's not enough for her because she hasn't found anything, so she heads upstairs to Cindy's room. So brave. Or suicidal. <laughs> yeah. Used to be such a chatty loser. No offense. <laughs> now she's like calming everyone down, acting as the adjunct leader and sneaking into the bad guy's lair. Pretty good. Then, of course, as soon as she gets into Cindy's room, Yolanda notifies her that Cindy has arrived home and she needs to get out of there. Well, yeah. nope. Uh, I've got to find something first. Yeah. The text going back to Courtney. We're like, she's like, hello? What? What are you guys doing? She's yeah. in a bit of a panicking of her own. Hello. Yeah. And of course, <laughs> we see Pat tending to <laughs> yeah. plumbing. Yeah. Fixing I think she wanted plumbing. a little more attention, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there is no doubt about it. She wanted more than the garbage disposal fit. Yeah, everything looks good from here. And she, and she uh, <laughs> rubs her leg up in between his legs. <laughs> Yo, whoa, yeah. hold on so, here. Yeah, so if she's a clone... How come the goggles didn't identify our clone? She certainly has some human emotions there. She's obviously lonely and needs a little attention. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's interesting. Hopefully we'll get an answer on that, too. Yeah, that's definitely curious that she does have uh, certain needs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Something that Dr. Ito would have created. You wouldn't think he would have 
Yeah, why bother? Yeah, makes you wonder. There. Yeah, really makes you wonder. But of course, finds the picture of what is apparently Cindy's father. Yeah. Even though he was supposed to have been killed in 1947. Seven, yeah. Born in 1901, as we learn. Just as Cindy's about to come blowing through her bedroom door, Yolanda taps on the window, nags Beth. Throws her out. (laughs) Yeah, throws her out into Rick's arms and sticks to the roof while Cindy looks around outside out her window. She wouldn't be able to. uh, I I know we found out later on that Pat says, you can't go around at daytime like that. Right. But if she didn't, she wouldn't be able to crawl up the side of the house and throw Beth out. Another good comedic moment or crawl away up in the roof to hide. A little bit of daytime coming out for her. And, of course, Beth's got to show him the picture, and, of course, yeah. he knows who that is. And then, then he notices, oh, what are you doing in your car? You can't be in your car. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, come on, Pat. Worry about that later. Let's get them to safety. Yeah, I know. It's a little panicky, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> this man does have a, a staff meeting with a, a box and a, an object in the basement, so. <laughs> Great in this episode. <laughs> yeah, they had a lot. I thought the episode overall was kind of a slow burn. Didn't learn a lot, but it had its moments. It had its pat moments. Yeah, thankfully. And some Beth. Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely some Beth moments. I mean, running around down the hallway and then running back when she hears Grundy and then getting thrown out the window. Oh, I'm a little nervous about heights. Tough. That's too bad. And the scene that we're about to discuss was definitely one of those moments. Yeah, Cindy showing up at Courtney's house. Oh yeah. So. Bob goes, hey, one of your friends here. Courtney sits up, tries to present herself a little bit, and it turns out to be Cindy. She's like, hi. I'm like, hmm, how is she going to play this? First of all, she threatened everyone beforehand, even her mother. Didn't she threaten to kill her mother? Oh, yeah. She was going to kill everybody. Yeah. And coolly, she just walks right in, which is, of course, Super Villain 101. Oh, yeah. So they're both good in their role. I can get the name of Cindy. It's Meg DeLacy. She's good. Yes. Oh, she is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Watching her circle around the bed, she had tried to hand the balloons to <laughs> Courtney, but she lets go of them too early, and Courtney just watches and go up to the ceiling. She's like, okay, <laughs> whatever. So she's there to visit, and I'm like, wow, how is she going to play this? And she's playing it straight up. Yeah. It was so bizarre. I'm wondering, how will, will this last like this? Right. Yeah, because we didn't hear her call star girl Courtney last episode, so. There was, yeah, we had a discussion as to whether or not she knew who Stargirl was or what, or did she? And yeah, we thought for sure that Pat yelling up Courtney, Courtney right. might have been the dead giveaway, but no, it sure didn't seem like it in this scene. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when she confesses and she still wants to be friends, and it all seemed real to me. I'm like, okay, enemies by night, friends frenemies, <laughs> friend, yeah, frenemies by day, and I, okay, whatever. But then she's walking out. She should have pulled out one of those little shivs out of her wrist, really, and like fake drag it across her throat or something. And she, she couldn't help. I don't know what it was. I mean, all that effort to make it sound like they're, they're friends or frenemies. And then she calls her Star Girl. Think that stupid mask would hide? No, I don't think so. In real life, why would it? Yeah. <laughs> sure does look like her. Yeah. <laughs> but then she just pops that out. She should have said that. Yeah, popped a shiv. Yeah. And said, uh, "I'm going to go downstairs and thank your mom." <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I guess it's that. again supervillain 101. I'm going to kill your friends first, then I'll come back for you. Right. Yeah. I I can't hurt you while you're injured. 
I won't yeah, be able to yeah, enjoy I know. killing that, you while you're healthy. It's like a James Bond trope. I know I got you down, but I don't want to kill you right, right yet. Why not, yeah. you idiot? Way, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so she takes off, and Courtney is in a panic. She's, she's good, too. She's got that look like on her face. Brick Passenger, like, uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was not over the whole scene. Yeah, I know. Every time. Sweating bullets the whole time. Yeah, she's just looking at her, like, waiting for the room to explode around her. <laughs> Bizarre. Sorry, I only fight when I'm wearing my, uni- my uniform. My graduation gift. Yeah. <laughs> and so she texts Yolanda that Cindy knows she's Stargirl. And, of course, that kind of freaks out those two waiting in the bushes outside uh, Cindy's house. They're like, what did they say next? You, oh, Yolanda texted back. With a recap on their scare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. She's like, what? Yeah, yeah. Now, and and here's your your example of issues with time because yeah. when we see them leaving Cindy's, it's afternoon ish, maybe yeah, three or four o'clock. But by the time Courtney gets down the basement, yeah, argues with the staff. <laughs> yeah, the staff like eh, maybe we shouldn't get in trouble. Yeah, and gets over to Cindy's. It's dark. Yeah, I mean Pat showed up there from wherever he was in no time, and Cindy got back from Pat and Courtney's house in no time. Right. <laughs> it I don't takes know. Uh, Courtney three hours to get there. Yeah. <laughs> now of course I'm gonna have my hair hair done. Of summer, it could be yeah. fall. I mean, yeah. we can't say well, it's winter because they're in school. That's true. It could be fall or early spring, but yeah, hmm. it just it. That was one thing I noticed is that uh, your continuity's slipping there a little bit, guys. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, when the show comes to the CW next year, they'll iron out some of those glitches. Yeah. So anyway, in a good moment, I mean, Cindy's looking around her room. Hey, if uh, Courtney's room is like, what she call it? What she call it? Huh? Yeah, she knew something was missing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, someone's uh, been here. What was it? Um, what did she called her like a secondhand store chic she, or whatever? Yeah, something like yeah. that. <laughs> What's your room like? Yeah. Pampered. <laughs> I don't know. Spoiled what princess. Are, yeah. <laughs> Spoiled princess. Yeah. So anyway, she she's looking around her room and she's noticing. I thought uh, she'd go right to the picture and she's kind of scanning around. And did she she notice the picture was gone? I think she did. Yeah. I didn't. She didn't voice out like no. my picture. Yeah. No, she didn't. Didn't voice it, but at least we got a shot of the mirror where it was. So Yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah, we know. And I just assumed that was trying to get her point of view to where it clicked to her what was actually Yeah, missing. so later that night or whatever it was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was daytime when she gets home, but it's nighttime when Courtney bursts through the windows, which is a great moment. I mean, they yes. needed to pick up that episode a little bit, smashing through. Cindy saw the reflection of the glow from right. the staff mirror yeah which is pretty cool that was a cool moment and she comes crashing through and rams right into her and i thought ah she's got a little more skill now she knows to handle cindy Meh. not so much <laughs> not so much i mean she did okay but she still managed to find herself down and pinned i mean she's got a cosmic staff she i guess i mean we've seen it act on its own so i don't know maybe it just needs to maybe it's like green lantern's ring and it'd manifest more of its power if she knew actually how to handle it right i guess yeah uh, I, I think that's probably it more than anything not because you would think if the staff really thought that courtney was in that much danger it would have done like pat said whatever it takes to get her yeah. out of that 
So yeah, you that was pretty. Wooden, that was pretty dangerous, I would say, right then and there. Yeah, you got a knife within inches of your face. <laughs> yeah, as as Henry showed up, thankfully in the, at night also, and he could hear them things. He probably ended up accidentally saving Stargirl's life by showing up like that. Oh, he absolutely did. But he could hear the thoughts that "Come on, help me kill her" from Cindy, and and <laughs> I mean they're blabbing everything now. He knows everything, and you know she's too strong. So. Yeah, I guess, as we were talking just earlier, the Cosmic Staff just can't act on its powers until she knows how to use it. Right now, they're just friends, right. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Better no, friends I mean, than... It did yeah. shoot off that one blast that Cindy got out of the way of, but put a, her headboard and wall in a world of hurt. Yeah. Do you think that was willed by Courtney? Because she seems to like so. to give it the old staff shake when she yeah. did it and pointed it. Hmm. I think so. I think maybe next time it'll it'll go through the wall, through the neighbor's set roof, and then a silo like six miles away, or turn double back and hit him. <laughs> yeah, Sink, I know a heat sinking <laughs> shot. Yeah, next time put it at the mirror and watch it bounce back. <laughs> but yeah, when Henry just is in so much pain that he just screams, it blows them away. Yeah, we've seen something like that before in the TV shows we watch. I'm trying to put my finger. I mean, that, again, that's superhero 101. When you don't know the the power of your own or the strength of your own powers, when you like scream it out and just act out unconsciously right, or subconsciously, yeah. yeah, boom. He didn't even see. I mean, that was awesome. Separates the girls, stops the fight. He is completely confused. And another great moment is when Cindy gets dragged down to the sewer by the clones. How the clones overpowered her, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she just cut one last time. You know how many weeks it took to train that thing? He could have tried it again this time, but I guess not. I don't know. TV yeah. rules. Might have grabbed the wrist first. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever see the movie Drag Me to Hell? It is an A-class B movie. Right. It is so good. It's a horror movie. I know a lot of you out there listening have probably seen it, but I'll ask you out there, what you think of that drag me to hell moment near the end? And, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, when Cindy gets pulled down the sewer, I'm like, oh, drag me to hell. That is so awesome. <laughs> See the movie. You'll find out. Oh, Henry, he, he's so out of it, I guess, in doing to the situation and his mind blast. We'll have to come up with a name for that. He didn't even know where Cindy went. No, he thought. He confronted Courtney. Uh, Courtney. Yeah. What you do with my girlfriend? Did he did he say girlfriend or did he say Cindy? I think he said Cindy. But yeah. I okay. <laughs> Not that you should care by this time, Henry. <laughs> Since you know the truth now. Henry probably learned more than anybody in this episode. Absolutely. Because even Courtney was going, oh, she, he's reading my thoughts. I got to change yeah, my thoughts. I know. She can't stop either. Talking about the ISA, the JSA. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Fortunately for her, she runs off first. For yeah, gets, yeah, stop reading my mind. Right, just dumps everything. That's that pretty much wraps. Going to be an issue coming up, I'm sure. Yeah, I think uh, I started. I mean, they have quick previews for the next episode. We didn't catch yeah. it. We'll mention here, but Henry has to be front and center for the next oh, one. Yeah. I would think. No doubt about that. There so we, we had a few Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. And I have a uh, tinfoil hat theory for you if you want to hear it. Of course. Since we got the information dumped on the Dragon King, Dr. Ito, thin as it was, we learned a few more things. I mean, 1901, sentenced to die in 1947. At least that's what everyone assumed, including Pat, I guess. Reacted a little bit that way, but yeah, to me, it 
felt like he wasn't really wanting to tell them the whole story just yet. Yeah. But he, in his, in his world, yeah, in his world, if you see something, you're like, well, so what? I've seen plenty of people die yeah. and come back. Yeah. Except for Sylvester. So I had a theory about Ido. You know, taking he hinted as don't make me take off my mask, which freaked Cindy out. Like, okay. Yeah. And we always see those reptilian eyes of his, and he's called a dragon. And he seems green, but we, yes. we can tell what? through the hood there. Yep. Seems Since some he's green, a, scaly stuff underneath there. Yeah. And maybe he's dragon like or reptile like. Maybe that's maybe he got that moniker because I think he did some biochemical engineering on himself, some experimentation. Then turned made him into part reptile. He may be part reptile, not really part dragon. Although since he looks like a reptile, maybe they call him the Dragon King. Could be. So I think that explains his longevity, his his own self experimentation. Perhaps that's what saved his life from being hanged in forty seven, and explains his preservation since nineteen oh one. He's an old dude now. Just a little. <laughs> and he was married to somebody. I'm sure he's been married to more than one somebody. <laughs> I guess. We'll have to learn what kind of product of that relationship, if any, that Cindy is a true daughter. He sure does treat her like a biological daughter and not something he cooked up in a test tube. I don't know. With his, you're my greatest experiment. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure Cindy was conceived. He uses Cindy's guilt all the time on her. She goes, stop passive aggressing me because they brought up or at least tangentially Cindy's mother's fate. He, He knows enough to hang that over her. Yeah. And if that counts for her, it must count for him. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. Hmm. Well, hopefully we get answers. The clock's ticking on this series. What? How many we got left? Like five? Yeah, five episodes left in this season. We know Oof. we got a season two, so. Yes, right. That's awesome. always good news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else, Dave? Nope, I think that's good. All right. Well. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode and this series so far, as we've been giving hours to you on a weekly basis. There are several ways you can get a hold of us. If you go over to www.fangirlzone.com and click on the contact link, they'll show several ways to get a hold of us via email and social media. I'm at Steve on Twitter and Dave. I'm the real ID Dave. Please review and rate us on iTunes and all the other podcasting platforms out there with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends, you know they'd enjoy this show. It's just enough fun and enough action to make it very enjoyable. We do hope you're enjoying our podcast. And so for this episode of the Star Power Podcast, I'm Steve. We're not that different, you and me. In fact, <laughs> we're kind of similar. <laughs> awesome. And I'm Dave, and I was going to call myself Dragon Dave, and I'm not sure I want to be part reptile. But I would like to pull off my hood just to freak somebody out. <laughs>